Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue the message he began on our last episode, which was titled Banners Up. This message took us back into Exodus as Pastor Chuck worked out of Exodus 17. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Exodus 17 right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck. Family, one of the things that um, 2020, or more specifically, I should say, um, the coronavirus has removed from my life, I can't speak for everybody on this, I know it has affected others, but what it has removed from my life was the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games is time I look forward to every four years, specifically track and field. Love to watch track and field. I love the 200, the, the 400. I love the four by one. I love the, for any, any type of relay. I'm watching it. It's exciting for me. I miss that. But what I also miss is that it's the parade of nations at the beginning where you see all of these beautiful colors, all of these beautiful people. They're all marching in and they're adorning the colors of their nation. They're, they're bearing, there's somebody who typically goes before them as the flag bearer, the one who's holding up the banner that is declaring uh, their citizenship. They're declaring uh, the authority by which they're under to go compete. They are declaring that I belong to this group of people. And I feel that not only did COVID take that away from the athletes who wanted to compete in the Olympics? I felt that he has taken that away from the children of God. I felt that we have spent more time declaring things of our earthly citizenship than our eternal citizenship. And I feel like we spent less time declaring his glory and his praises than we, are, than we should have. We should have been spending more time offering up to the world that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And as Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, we are part of an unshakable kingdom. And I think we let life shake us up too much and we've got a bit weary in our well-doing. And so today what I want us to see is out of this scripture, the, 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 the author of this, Moses, is pointing us back to this truth that the Lord is our banner. And it's time to raise our banners high, saints of God, daughter of Zion, son of Zion. It's time for us to lift up the name of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Banners up, family. Banners up. So here we see this uh, in these verses, and I want us to do, I want us to do this, family. I want you to get victory on your mind. Pause wherever you are right now. Let's take, let's take just about 15 seconds, and I want you to get victory on your mind. Is it, wherever it is in your life, get a situation or circumstance where you need the Lord to give you victory right now. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your health. Maybe it's on your job. Wherever it is, I want you to get that situation on your mind. Banner up. Call his name. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God is my banner. Banners up. Here we go. So he says, says Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. So I want to walk through the text just very quickly, and then I want to give you uh, uh, three quick points. Three quick points to equip you about why it is important to have your banner up in this season. Have your banner up in this season. Verse 8, here we go. Pick me up in verse 8. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Amalek, Amalek, descendants of Esau, evil. The word of the Lord declares that there was nothing but evil in this group of people. 
I mean, I mean the type of evil, I, I, I don't even know if there's even a horror movie. I don't even know if there's an enemy that you have heard of uh, on any action movie or any type of that is more evil than what we have seen out of Amalek. And here Amalek is this. Amalek is one uh, where the enemy, uh, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me get this. I could jump ahead of myself. Let me get this. Now watch this. Now watch this. Here the enemy comes, right? The enemy comes in, Amalek comes. Amalek, right? Amalek is one of the biblical scholars says is a representation of your flesh. Is a representation of your flesh. And so what the Lord says, I'm coming to do war with your flesh. See, you've been so, we've been sowing too much in the flesh. The Bible says, if we sow into the flesh of the flesh, we will reap corruption. But if we sow into the spirit of the spirit, we will reap life. We're sowing too much into fear. We're sowing into much into uh, uh, political rhetoric in this season. We're sowing into uh, many of what the naysayers say. We're sowing into too much things in the flesh, and we're not leaning into the word of God enough. Haven't heard many saints declaring in this season that no, my, no matter what we see in our world, God is still greater. No matter what we know to be, God is still greater. We're so focused on establishing who the next president is that we forget who is always and forever will be on the throne. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Banners up. So he says, then Amalek came. He said, okay. You got all this grumbling going on. I told you you're going to have to fight your enemies. Well, let me bring the most evil one, Amalek first. The one I said I'm going to do war with from generation to generation. Let me bring Amalek on here now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, listen. God, watch, look how good God is, right? When you're in bondage, you don't know how to get yourself out. If anybody, watch this, if anybody has been arrested before or been in, in handcuffs, you know there's a key that gets you up out of there. You ain't getting yourself out of there. Somebody has to let you out. Anybody ever lock themselves out of their house? Somebody give you the key to let you, you in bondage. I can't get in. I, somebody, so there's a situation that we've been in where we've been in type, some type of bondage, and you need the Lord's power to get you out. Watch this. God's so good, right, when they were in bondage, he gave them a promise that they had to trust and obey the instructions with to bring them out. And now God is leading them into their promised land. And now he's giving them his power to defeat the enemy so they can walk into blessing. You can't get out for yourself. But here's how God works. God will do this. Okay, well, if you trusted me to bring you out, now watch me give you power so you can go in. So some things what I have to do is I have to teach you, right? I have to put you in a place where you are totally dependent on me and what I'm able to do for you. So he says, here's your enemy. Now watch this. You got a memory bank now. You got a memory bank of what I did to Pharaoh and to his army. You got a memory bank now. I want you to go back to that memory bank and remember, just like I remember my covenant, I want you to remember my power. Remember my promise. That same promise that I will bring you out is the same promise I use to say, I'm going to take you in. So he brings up Amalek. These are the enemies the Lord fights for us to get us out of bondage. And then there are enemies the Lord empowers us to fight to receive our blessing. 
Amalek is one, uh, again, I said a favorite biblical scholar said, um, is one who deals with our flesh. And so here's some things I want you to understand about the flesh. The flesh is always warring against the spirit. We did this in a... a um, we did this in the first service. Here's what I want you to do in this service as well. I want you to go, I want you to go with me to uh, Galatians chapter 5 real quick. Go with me to Galatians chapter 5 real quick. So I want you to understand why the Lord has to continue to do battle with our flesh. Because we're so prone to go astray, as Isaiah told us. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, he says, I went astray, then I got afflicted. Then we go on a few verses later and say, but it was good that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. So here it is. Here we go. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. Pick me up in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit, and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. What did the Lord say in Exodus? He would have war. He would utterly blot out Amalek, right? But he also said he was going to do war with Amalek from generation to generation. The spirit and the flesh are always at battle with one another. Always at battle with one another. Watch this. Ever been on a fast before? Some of us are fasting right now. Watch your spirit and your flesh go at war today. Watch this. Whenever you're on, whenever you're on a fast, Lily, whenever you're on a fast, watch this. Watch your flesh and your spirit go at battle. You're only eating vegetables. Watch the best picture of meat on the TV you have ever seen in your life. Am I lying? Then all of a sudden, there's Krispy Kreme commercials. There's ice cream commercials. And it's wintertime. We're getting into wintertime, and here's ice cream commercials. All these type of things come up. Watch it happen. It never fails whenever you're fasting. Or oh, watch this. Here's another one. Whenever you make a decision that you're going to take this next financial step and you're going to save, then all of a sudden, all these sales start coming up. You start getting all these emails, you start getting these text messages that these sales are happening, that everything is going down. Watch your spirit war against your flesh in that manner. Am I talking to him? Anybody understand where I'm going? You understand what I'm saying? Watch it take place in your life. Or watch this. As soon as you declare you're going to live for God, watch everything other than God start to come woo you back into that place of bondage. So he says, I'm coming, coming to do work on that flesh. I need, I need you to understand this. So he says, but watch this in verse 18 of Galatians chapter 5. He says this, but if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, Fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit 
the kingdom of God. God was trying to bring them out of a place of bondage, this place where they're, 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 they were being held in, in, in captivity, this place where uh, they were being oppressed and, and suffering depression, and God was trying to bring them into a wealthy place. And as he was doing so, he says, I got to do work on you because where I'm taking you, you can't take it. Let me go, let me go, let me keep reading. Here we go, so here we go. So there's, in other words, here's this. There's no victory outside of Jesus. There's no, we've tried it. I, I, haven't we tried, we've tried every single source of resource out there thinking it's better than Jesus. And we come to find out nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. So we got to understand, family, what, what I believe, here's, hear me like this. I'm just talking simple and plain today. I ain't trying to be fancy. I ain't trying to be uh, um, having some super heady stuff to say today. I just want to be honest with you. We have tried everything, and we've been warring in our own flesh, and God is saying, but I've given you my spirit to be power, to have the power to be witnesses of me here in the earth. I've come to save you, to come to deliver you and set free. Why do you want to go back? So here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's just three things I want to give to you, I want to give to you. I keep reading on here, but for the sake of time, I want to make sure you give it. There's some other things that are beautiful in here. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to give you three things that your banner, banners up, that I want you to declare today. I want you to put this in practice. These three things, very simple, I want to give to you, that... When you hold up the banner of the Lord, when you declare that Jehovah Nisi is your banner, that the Lord is your banner, when you lift that up, here's three things that you are declaring by the Spirit of the living God. You're declaring, first of all, here's what I want you to see. First thing I want you to see is that you're declaring God's authority in your life. You hold up the banner. When you hold up the bloodstained banner, there's this, there's this old song that we used to sing uh, 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 Mr. Cole, when I used to come, I miss seeing you. Uh, there, there's this old song that we used to sing in junior choir. In junior choir, we used to sing this. We come in in the old Baptist church, and we used to march down. Remember, they used to open up the double doors, and they let the little choir walk. Q, you remember that? They opened up the double doors, and they let the choir walk in, and we had our maroon uh, 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 silk robes on with the gold sash, and then here comes the junior choir. And the song we used to sing was the hymn, We Are Soldiers in the Army. We go, we are soldiers in the army. We have to fight, although we have to cry. We have to hold up the bloodstained banner. We have to hold it up until we die. Come on, start with me. We are soldiers in the army. We have to fight, although we have to cry. We have to hold up the bloodstained banner. We have to hold it up until we die. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Here's why that's important. Because we're declaring God's authority. And so we got to hold up the bloodstained banner to declare to all the world, that, and especially to our enemy, you have no hold on me. You have, don't you, I'm holding up the bloodstained banner which says that Jesus paid it all. 
He, he, he lived a sinless and perfect life for me. He died the death that I should have died, but he took my place. He stood in my place, and his blood on that banner represents that I have been saved and set free, that I have been forgiven, and that I have been redeemed. Hold up the blood-stained banner. The enemy trying to take your blood. He ain't trying to give you blood. When you hold up the bloodstained banner, what you are declaring is, I know who paid it all. I know who is the supreme authority in my life. It's Jesus, the Christ, who died on Calvary's cross for me, who defeated sin on Friday, defeated the enemy on Saturday, and defeated death for me on Sunday. Jesus paid it all. So because of that, now that I'm under his authority, I've been commissioned as a soldier in his army to declare victory, not only in my life, but in yours too. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www. Dot rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us on our next episode where Pastor Chuck finishes off his message entitled, Banners Up. 